Yo, 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 it's the 1409 Podcast. I go by the name of KT. Yo, it's your boy Gualami Swirl. Hey, this is a special episode for a very special guest. You know, she's well-rounded out here out of Atlanta, Georgia. Are you from the east side? What side are you from? I'm from the east side. Are you from the east side? You know, she's yes, a right. CEO, Shana.CEO. Yes. She's uh She has the Marshall Agency, Allstate Agency, yep. her own agency, Nine Round Fitness Gym. And she's co-founder of Girl Boss Suites. We're going to get into all that. All soon. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good. Y'all got me in here on Saturday. On Saturday. We appreciate you being here. You can't be <laughs> anywhere in the world right now. But, but you I'm here with y'all. Yeah, you here for 1409, for real. In real life, not yes. virtual. In actual real life. In person. Yeah, this is dope. Y'all on the road. Like, it's a tour. Yeah, it's a tour. It's a tour. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't that right? Ain't that white garlic? It's a tour, all right. No, nah, nah, it's a tour. <laughs> it's uh, a tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got the little itch out of the way. We're going to get some shots later. It's on the way. But uh, what, are, what are three things people may not know about you, Shana? Well, obviously, um, let's see. Let me go back to some of the stuff we was t- just talking about. Yeah. Which I thought was actually kind of dope. Here we go. So I ain't got to adjust. But um, I I grew up here in Atlanta. Um, Most people in Atlanta ain't from Atlanta no more. Like, it's so many transplants. So born and raised, I ain't going nowhere. Just going to be home for me. So that's dope. Love that. Um, I you gave my whole intro. I try. I'm actually pretty humble. I'm not like you know out there with like oh this is all the stuff I do kind of thing. I didn't miss nothing. Um, no, I miss something. <laughs> what, 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 what we miss? What we miss? <laughs> no, I'm saying as far as you know, serial entrepreneur. Um, honestly, that just by I guess by passion because mm-hmm. I I didn't really you know how you you go just you didn't think when you grew up like I'm gonna be the owner of three businesses at this point right mm-hmm. probably planning more type thing and just a really a passion around that so um you know having that in there a lot of times people usually see me for insurance side more than anything um maybe girl boss sweets now but having the three of those so that's pretty dope and then we were just talking about growing up catholic verse you know which is probably not normal <laughs> in our culture but mm-hmm. the truth is is I, my catholic church is actually not far from here and it was predominantly african-american attended so i didn't even think that it wasn't um until i grew up and learned more about non-denominational baptist churches and such so you know did you go to catholic school too I did not go to Catholic school, but we went to mass every Sunday. Um, I kind of sometimes wish I had gone to Catholic school and been like, you know, the Catholic girl. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the, the stigma behind it or whatnot, like, um, just to see how that. My mom and her family, they went to Catholic school, grew up in the Catholic church. And um, so she just kind of brought that when we, she moved here from Savannah and so mm-hmm. when she came, we went to Catholic Church. It's kind of dope. So what high school did you end up going to? I went to Columbia High School. Where I graduated from Columbia High School, which is Indicator, mm-hmm. Georgia, like literally 10 minutes from where we are right now. Um, and around the corner from my mama, she's still right there in the neighborhood. Stay around the way. Okay. Around the way. <laughs> that kind of, I love that, actually. A lot of people's parents will move away from, you know, where they grew up from. But my mom's still, you know, like you're still in your family home and that kind of thing. So I was thinking about that the other day, like, you know, when it comes to your kids and stuff. Like, that sounded like a tradition that, you know, being able to go back to the family home where you grew yeah. up in, like being in your room and stuff like that. Like, that, it feels, it feels good when I go home. So, you know, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, if I move, because I was thinking about moving, I'm like, I'm going to make this like my last move so that kids feel like they can't come back to the family home type thing. Mm-hmm. Or just kind of keep it. Do you feel like that, like, molded your, molded who you are today as far as, like, being close to, like, home, you know what I'm saying, the family home and with the Catholic, the Catholic religion, the Catholic mm-hmm. background, do you feel like that's molded? 
your vision in entrepreneurship? What should I say? You know what? I feel like, you know how we were just talking about, um, you were saying, well, you know, maybe God just was telling you this is what you should do, right? You, mm -hmm. We were talking about how you receive messages of things that you should do next and then moving on those. Um, I always feel like I've had this voice in the back, like regardless of what I was doing, that was kind of pushing me towards it. I didn't know that's what it was, though, right? So I didn't grow up and was like, oh, I'm going to be a business owner. Like, I literally never said growing up I was going to be a business owner. I didn't even really know business owners. So it was kind of like, you know, one of those things, if you don't see it, you, you know, you're not exposed to it. A lot of times you don't feel like that's something that either you can do or that you want to do or even think about as an option for you. Mm -hmm. So I never really, I mean, my, my granddad owned the dry cleaners in Savannah, but outside of that, I didn't really have a lot of entrepreneurs around me. Uh, my mom was a teacher. My dad was in banking and law, and then he did own his um, janitorial service. But um, at, by the time he owned that, I didn't really, he was in Savannah and I was up here. So... I never really, you know, I don't feel like it really, but I will tell you what I felt like helped molded me to be where I was. Like my my mom, my aunts, my dad, my family constantly, they always pushed you for greatness, right? Like mm -hmm. whatever you was doing, like pushing you for greatness. And then, it, and so therefore I kind of developed this thing where it didn't feel like there was a ceiling, right? Like I didn't have a ceiling of what I was supposed to be doing, but then I would go get, I would be in school or would get jobs and then you know you would be in a role and this is your role you are the analyst right so your job is to analyze stuff and then you can say shit <laughs> and then but then I was like well it has to be more to this you know I want to be I want to make more money I want to learn how to do more right because I was constantly being pushed I think that's what my foundation was it's like constantly being pushed for greatness and so then eventually you push past so like I started my career for example as like an analyst in the back office of a um a, a securities firm you know that traded like a trading mm -hmm. um and then I was like well I'm gonna go past that and go into management so you're kind of pushing forward pushing forward eventually it's like well I'm, I'm, I want to be the I want to be the owner I want to be the one that's directing everything and I think that's how entrepreneurship developed right it was more of like pushing into being able to create my whole entire own entity instead of um just you know doing whatever it was that my job was for that day so your motivation getting the entrepreneurship was to be having things under your own name yeah. under your own brand yeah maybe so I'm bossy like, maybe I like to tell people what to do or something mm -hmm. you like to tell people what to do maybe that's it I think so I don't like people telling me what to do people ever tell you you're bossy <laughs> but in a really good way how they say it you know like you're so direct but it's like <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like you're so sweet you know what I mean but it's like you're so direct so I'm like yeah so you gonna do it or not kind of thing you know mm -hmm. what I mean like so basically you get what you want I mean, I feel like, why not? Mm -hmm. Is there a reason why we shouldn't get what we want? I think I think everybody should get what I want. I feel like I be getting what I want, but, you know. Like, why not? I don't know. I feel a little bit different. I feel like I got to work for what I want. <laughs> you got to work? But you know what? I, you do. I think you put in the work, though. You put in the work to get what you want. And then at that point, it's like you deserve to have what it is. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like I deserve to have what it is. That's You know, that's... I like that. I deserve to have what it is, you but I do feel like I put it in the work. I don't ever feel like nothing is handed to me. Even though it may come, like, super easy, I don't feel like it's handed to me. Like, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to put in some work here along or somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so. agree with that. That's just, I mean, it's just, you know, I think that um, a lot of times we are sheltered by not having that level of um, ambition, or yeah. thinking that we can really have what we want. But, I mean, right, that's, I think that's what separates, you know, the average from above average, right, or the ordinary from, like, extraordinary. It's the fact mm. that, you know, there's these, there's, it seems like you run into these two kind of mindsets, right, people who are just kind of, like, here to do what they're told to be do, told mm -hmm. to do, and then they, you know, they'll do that. But the truth is they probably don't even realize why they're doing it and just, gonna do it to get some money so they can live type thing and then you got the people who are you know thinking above like oh, i can 
I can own this. I can have that. I can do whatever, right? And those are kind of like that. That They say it only takes, like, you know, that extra step to be above average. So with you, you're just like, yeah, I'm working hard. Whatever I get, I'm going to have it. Mm. Me and you are kindred spirits. So what's, hey. what do you say the most difficult thing you had to overcome in life? Um, I don't know if I look at I mean, obviously there's difficulties. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, it's just rainbows and gummy drops and shit like that all the time. It's not. But I honestly don't feel like things are so difficult that they're like roadblocks. Right. Because I feel like um, I feel like I used to view things as roadblocks and I wouldn't make progress as quickly as I wanted to because I was actually mentally blocking myself from moving forward. But, um, you know, difficult things to overcome. I mean, there are things that come in your way all the time, right? Like, especially in business. Usually people, the first thing they can't figure out is how to get the money to start the business. I can't figure out where, the, where I'm going to get the people to buy the stuff that I'm selling. I don't know where I'm going to get the staff to help me, you know, do all this stuff once I start to get overwhelmed because I can't do it myself. Mm-hmm. People can't figure out how to scale in business. Like, all that stuff is difficult. Like all of that is difficult, but you know. So I, if you ask me, like, well, what do you what do you think the most difficult? Well, the first one was, you know, deciding not open the business, like getting mentally past the challenge of can I do it? How was I gonna do it? How was I gonna do it with a nine to five? That kind of thing. But I feel like you know those are just those are everything that we do is designed to take us to the next level. So it may seem yes. like it's difficulties when it's really just the the challenge to get. To, that needs to be conquered for you to get to the next mm-hmm. phase of your life or your journey. So, you know, I try not to view things as, you know, difficult, I guess, or. I feel you. You see what I, I'm saying? I, yeah, I think I, it's I all about mindset. Like, yeah, because, like, it's some things that I've been through, but, like, I guess when I look back on it, I was like, it wasn't a difficulty, but like during the time or like beginning process of going through those stages, I would say like it was a difficult time in my life. But now I look back on it and say it's a lesson. Yeah, I learned from that. I was able to pro- to progress from that. It wasn't a difficulty. You know what I'm saying? It was just a lesson or a point in life where I had to learn how to progress. You know what I'm saying? So yeah I, I, I you feel what, what i'm saying? saying yeah and then true the thing about it is when you look back on it if it definitely feels a lot less like a difficulty now mm-hmm. than when you was going through it right mm-hmm. so okay so your challenge was my credit bad and i'm having a hard time finding an apartment to stay in right it felt so hard like oh that's the end of the world i'm not gonna be able to have any place to live but at the end of the day right if you just sit down and look at whatever the obstacle is and just figure out what the plan is so i can get past this so we can keep it moving you know what i mean Mm -hmm. then it's not really a difficulty it's just kind of like all right so it's not gonna be as smooth as i thought it was gonna be let me go and you know take these extra 10 steps so that i can go and fix my credit real quick or i can go on and save a little bit of extra money or whatever it is so i don't know that you know i think again it's mindset right so now i kind of approach difficult situations in that same manner all right what is going on here let me figure out how to get past it i like that i like that for sure you Mm -hmm. definitely you definitely know what to do around here yeah yeah around what year did you i know you say you wanted to have your own brand and own name around what year did you say you jumped into entrepreneurship um, it literally was just 20, I'm going to say full force was 2018. Like that's when I went in without working any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2018 is when I literally stopped working, depending on a salary at all, um, and went and opened um, Allstate in my gym. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first time just like, that shit was scary. It was scary in the moment, right? Because you like... <laughs> what if it like you know you get started to get the what ifs what if mm-hmm. what if I can't find people to join my gym what if I can't find people to buy insurance but at the end of the day like you know like I say I think it's a mindset thing so you then you just prepare you just like this is what I'm gonna do every single day to make sure people know I'm here this is what I'm gonna do every single day to ask somebody to quote their insurance this is what I'm gonna do every single day to make it work and I think if you do that you don't 
have an option to fail, actually. So, like, how long were you doing insurance before you got your own agency? None. I never, not none, not now, second, not one minute. So you just jumped straight <laughs> in the- I actually was, um, uh, still am, as a registered stockbroker, and I would work with people who had their own brokerage um well, I would say they're for own firms, mm-hmm. right? So I would work real closely with financial advisors who are um, in the business of setting up people retirement accounts and 529 college saving plans for the kids and, you know, stock trading accounts and things like that. So naturally, you know, people actually thought my progression would have been to open a financial planning firm. But I didn't really want to get into um, the business of dealing with people's Money as far as, you know, for me, I I like low maintenance businesses. So if I got to worry every day that, you know, I didn't make the right, right trade or the stock market go crazy because, you know, something happened with the presidential election or whatever. You know, now I'm having to spend my time dealing with people's emotions about their money mm-hmm. instead of actually dealing with their money. Um, I didn't really like that idea, but I liked the financial services aspect of it a lot. I've always been into trying to help people save and grow and create, you know, wealth opportunities. And so with insurance, I could do that through life insurance. I also do have like retirement planning. So I knew I could get there. But like I created I wanted to do something that was easier, to be honest. Right. So the auto and home, it was a needs base. Everybody needed so I can come to you and say, well, you know, you need it. You have to have it. If you home, if you have a home, generally you have to have it or you definitely need it. Your auto, you have to have it by law. So I'm coming to you with stuff you need to have instead of trying to convince you to give me uh, money to help you be better. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I, it was more of strategically trying to figure a place that I knew I could sell people something they had to have every single day. So I, it wasn't a lot of convincing in that. And then I can create a relationship where you could trust me to help you also build like a portfolio and of wealth that helps you and your family kind of thing. Do you feel like insurance is a scam? No. Insurance is absolutely not a scam. <laughs> <laughs> insurance is not a scam. Why, why is it not a scam? Well, you know, one... See, people, everybody think it's a scam because you pay for it every month and you rarely use it. And then when you do use it, you know, usually your rates may go up. So now mm-hmm. you're paying more for it. And you're like, what? Well, didn't I just pay for it? That's what I pay for. Why are y'all going up on me kind of thing? First of all, disclosure, I don't have any control over rates. However, <laughs> I don't think it's an actual scam. I don't, it's, a, it's required by the law. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So you'll feel like the law and the insurance companies are working together to scam no, these people? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like there is some level of protection, right? So you mm-hmm. get into a car asking somebody, they ain't got no insurance. You ain't got no insurance. What y'all going to do? Hit and run. Trying to kiss get me out of right and dirty. <laughs> get out of there. I'm saying, though, seriously, you get hurt, then they don't have no insurance. You don't have no insurance. You just hurt. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? You out of work now. Thank you. You oh, out of man. work. Shout out to Bravo Ocean Studios. They yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they really looking out right here. We needed some stuff and they they went and got it. Bravo Studios, Bravo Ocean Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. On Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. But yeah. Now I feel like it's a scam. Y'all can't call my Jesus. You just gonna call my whole industry a scam. I ain't calling it. I'm that asking. one that asking. one that yeah, one on the cue card. Like that was not on the question set. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, we both bushing and blunt, so sometimes some random <laughs> stuff come out. Like we had an episode about that where we felt like insurance was a scam. Not really all insurance, yeah. but definitely like auto insurance. Yeah. I felt like it was a scam. I mean, at the end of the day, that's my thing, right? Like mm-hmm. if we if we got a if we got to deal with it, we got to deal with like certain things we got to deal with, right? Yeah. I mean, is. unless you want to, you want to revolt and like we figure out how to make it not required by law. Like it, I don't know, it wasn't required by law when I was like a little kid or something. I don't think it was back in the day. Back in the day when people back was, in the two thousands when the speed limit was like thirty five on the highway. Now people I ain't ride that old like now. ninety. I ain't that old. I'm twenty eight. <laughs> 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 it was not well then it was always required it was always i didn't think it was always required like i feel I was like there was kid. like i remember when being in a car driving down 
to my to Savannah with my dad and like not having seatbelts and stuff like that. Yeah, or like little kids just riding the back of pickups and things like that. Yes, on the back of the pickup, the dog. Yeah, and we used to do that, like riding on the back. And they had ashtrays in the car and all that. Yeah. So y'all don't think that's dangerous, and we yeah, need it's necessary. It's dangerous. Okay, for so sure, like. so then like sometimes the necessary evils, right? Like, yeah. even though you don't hardly use it, like that's the part that people. And then when you do, you kind of get hit <laughs> for using it. That's the part people don't like. But when it is an accident and, you know, you out of work for a couple of weeks and you didn't have no medical insurance and somebody, the person that hit you is covered, you can get your medical bills paid for. You can get your car fixed. Like, then you're not really thinking it's a scam. All right. So you do home, auto, life. You business. do, like, business insurance. Yeah. Well, they have something called event insurance, too? Yep. It's so many insurances. Like, it's literally probably insurance for everything. But event insurance, that's pretty big here because it's a lot of events. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of, like, um, filming and stuff, and usually they'll come in and rent a space. Um, So that is, I get a lot of people that'll call and need, like, a day or two with just having insurance coverage for the space. Um, But, I mean, all of them that you can think. I like, my favorite is business insurance. A lot of people don't realize why they need it. But... I had a client the other day who um, was telling me that a guy came in to her spa and literally it's a shoulder. Like, y'all seen those shoulder and foot spas? So it's not even, I mean, massage. I need a foot spa right now. See? Right. Like, it, but you literally, you sit in fully clothed and the thing, the people just massage your shoulders and then they'll massage your feet or whatever. And the guy came in and then all of a sudden, you know, the next day he's like, oh, at the came in here my I can't use my arm and I can't go to work and you know that kind of thing you know she has cameras throughout her space or whatnot Mm -hmm. they didn't do anything different than they did to anybody else he didn't disclose any having any injuries or anything like that and it literally was just here's the funny thing so then the insurance company sent out like an investigator to talk to him they found him on a job site working but we thought your arm couldn't work no more Cause you know what I'm saying? Like when they went to find him, so he was the scam, not so the insurance. He's the scam. <laughs> and, but now we get to the bottom of it. But the thing is, is, like the insurance company was able to help her through that process. Like if she didn't have that, then he would have tried to sue her. They going to court. It's her word against his mm-hmm. kind of thing. But they were able to investigate a little bit and be able to be like, nah, just ain't it. So. What you got next? Because we ain't covering this arm that's supposedly broke or you out of work because you're clearly here. So this was the business insurance aspect of it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's get into business insurance because I just heard about that for the first time like a few months ago. Like how, how important is that? I know you mentioned this event, but like yeah. really like. It, I mean, you just think about think about if you go set up an office and there's a fire in the like y'all was just up the street eating pizza, but next door to the pizza place is a um, what's next door? The barbershop. Yeah, I saw yeah. a barbershop. Yeah. I, barbershop. I saw I saw a massage barbershop. thing over there too. I think. Yeah, so let's say for example, there's a fire in the pizza place, then you know the computers in the um, all state and the flooring, the paint that they did in there, like all the equipment, mm-hmm. go everything go up in, in flames, right? Like that's what your business insurance kind of covers. It covers the loss of the stuff. It covers if I'm out like now, so now we can't work in the office for two weeks while contractors are fixing this or whatever I averagely make on a day. You know, insurance will give me that to be able to help continue to pay salaries and still make profit. Like, that it's really like super important. Even people who work from home, like there's business insurance when you have your business from home. So if there's some, let's say I'm a candle maker. You know how it's like a lot of um, people make candles now from their mm-hmm. house and sell them. And you know I blow I blow, blow up my house. Like that's gonna help you there because your homeowner insurance not gonna cover you having the business in there, but your business insurance knowing that it, you were doing it in your home will. So. You know, it's, I mean, I know what y'all say. Y'all trying to say it's a scam. I ain't but, saying it. I'm just asking. Like, just asking but, the question. From where you put I'm going to tell y'all where it is. It's, it's, the pro- it's the protection of the things that you spend your time building. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, a lot of times, it takes a minute for you to be able to get your first car. You want somebody to wreck it and we ain't got to have no insurance for nobody to fix it? 
right so protect the stuff that you spend your hard-earned money trying to get your house you know if anything happened to your house it burned down you still got a mortgage who gonna pay the mortgage if the house ain't there you ain't paying the mortgage. You ain't mortgage. gonna want to pay it. If you the ain't gonna want to pay the mortgage. Now you got bankruptcy because you ain't pay the mortgage. People didn't foreclose. Like you, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's the protection of the things of the assets you have spent your time building. Just even life insurance. You know, people sometimes it, oh it's a scam until somebody die, and then now everybody on GoFundMe and don't nobody want to get no money to bury the man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but you could have literally been paying nineteen twenty dollars a month. I feel like with the money going though that we paying every month. That's like well, really like mm-hmm. wondering. We still I mean, but come on, it's a for profit company. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. for profit. It's mm-hmm. not non not non profit organizations. <laughs> so people, if, if they got four million people paying twenty dollars a month, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't gonna have a claim every month. And if you look at four million people paying twenty dollars, like nobody claim is gonna be. That much I that, mean, that money can't. It's an amazingly Shit, profitable. And uh, so, if you don't like it, then make your own. That's what I tell people to do all the time. You don't like the way it go, then make your own shit to do it the way you want to do it. Then. So, like the personnel that own their own agencies, are they able to profit? I mean, we get commissions off of the sale of insurance, so we're helping the the insurance companies make sure that people use them as Mm -hmm. their carrier of choice you know what i mean so you get commissions um and then any you know most people who are in sales of any kind right Mm -hmm. that's unlimited income potential period so it's not like you know i'm sitting here and be like oh no we don't make money off of it no we make hella good money off of it because at the end of the day we get paid commissions we try to get people to be with reputable companies be able to help them when they have needs you know anything happened to them make sure they fully protected and we get paid commissions for doing that all right all right yeah i, I like you uh you prepare you can't prepare i know that wasn't no like <laughs> I know that wasn't you didn't know that was coming, but sometimes yeah, random you questions. grilling me on insurance and stuff. Sometimes random questions come. I just I just was curious. It just came up like, dang, I need to ask this. But so yeah. can, can you get insurance from the salon? Like when you have nails done quite as good as yours here tonight, you know. You can my can my that? salon can my salon have insurance? No, oh, can you have insurance on the on the workmanship <laughs> here on your nails tonight? <laughs> Because your nails looking good. Thank you, but no. You can't get insurance on that. No. Oh man, then I feel like insurance is scam. If you can't, if you can't get insurance you know on these right here. Probably and, not. And your finger. No, probably know. not me. Probably if I use them for a business purpose. You know, this is digging a little deep, but how like the singers will protect their voices as insurance for that, mm. or dancers will pro- protect their. See, I don't. I'm just around here trying to just be cute. They ain't trying to ensure that. Yeah. Okay. I was just joking. I just wanted to highlight. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. Let's 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 talk about the event insurance because I just heard about that recently a few months ago. Let's. Yeah. So event insurance is basically what they're requiring is if you use my space and you have an event in here, if anything was to happen, you have an insurance policy so that I'm not liable. So let's say this um, studio where we are now requires that you have an insurance policy for us to record in here this day, right? They could do that and say, well, because if y'all in here and your guest falls um, while they're stepping into the studio space and want to sue us, then we're not liable. You guys are required to have a, a policy to ensure that you know, you're covering anything that happens to them while they're in here. Um, or y'all light a candle and set the shit on fire, then your policy's going to cover that. We don't have to go to our insurance to cover that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar whether you're doing the Georgia World Congress Center, a convention center, anything like that. You have to have, most of the time they're requiring that you have to have some type of policy. That don't cost that much. I mean, dep- well, Depending on what y'all doing. If it's like a concert, of course, it's going to be way more than if you guys are just coming in there and having a vendor event. All right. What if we were throwing a podcast and networking an event at Girl Boss Suites hosted by 1409 Podcast, hypothetically? What? 
Yep. So what, what, we, what we need. You could we come in there and say for y'all one day event, get a one day event insurance policy. Though I mean, like I said, I think they run depending on the amount of the policy. You know, you may be anywhere between sixty five dollars and six hundred dollars, but mm-hmm. something like a podcast in a space like that would literally cost you less than a hundred dollars. And it's just like I say to protect y'all coming there and burning the place down or possibly anybody getting hurt, or injured. Alright. Yeah. yeah. That's but, very information. I mean the way people move in these days where, you know, they're renting a lot of stuff. Y'all can go you can go anywhere and stay, live, work or whatever. Like it's becoming more popular because the pe- the places that you're being at temporarily mm-hmm. wants to make sure that, you know, it's nothing gonna go down. Especially if they have different people using it every day. All right, so how important is putting your team on with the Marshall Agency? I know y'all, you uh, do, like, events. Not, I don't want to call it events, but y'all yeah, y'all go out and do things. We do. So, so it's really it's a good partnership, to be honest. Like, my every agency is going to be run differently. Every insurance agency is going to look totally different. But for me, it's really important for my team to feel like, you know, I'm – pushing for them people to call more insurance so like i try to keep my phone ringing i try to keep opportunities for them to sell and then they go and they sell it right so it's like the team effort is you know i'm i'm marketing advertising i'm bringing stuff into the door um lead opportunities for people for them to talk to and then that mean all day they have a gazillion people to talk to to mm-hmm. be able to close sales so you know that way they're not trying to figure out well where am i going to get the sale from as well as trying to close and make the deal right it's it feels like a team environment and a team effort so like without them there's no me without me there is no them it works perfect i love it i love my team i have a great team did they say you bossy they could say i'm bossy but then at the same time you know we do stuff together like we go out we celebrate we was just at um, Nakato's, a hibachi place recently, celebrating them getting a certain amount of sales. Like, you know, we just do stuff. We probably do Cinco de Mayo and things like that. Oh, yeah, that's coming out real soon, Cinco mm-hmm. de Mayo. Wednesday. Oh, man. Yeah, that's dope. All right, so you have the Marshall Agency, which you started around 2018, you said? Yep. And then Nine Round Fitness around the same time? Yep, actually, up on the exact same day. And I went to Domino's today, right? We went to Domino's and we saw the Marshall Agency and mm-hmm. Nine Round Fitness. They were like right next door They're to each other. They were next door to each other. Like, yeah, that was just more strategic. Like when I um got that space, I was like, well, I mean, it was one lease, one space. And mm-hmm. I asked the guy, like, can we, it has two doors, so can we construct a wall? Yeah. And it just makes sense. Like if you're in a man if you've ever been in a management position, one of the things that you know is people need you during the day to be able to ask questions and mm-hmm. you know, so being that I was gonna be an owner operator, I wasn't just opening a space I mean opening a business. I was operating it. It was important for me to it be close in proximity. So if I the people the trainers need something in the gym, you know, I might be right next door. If I'm at the gym then I can be right next door to the for the agents it don't get no closer than that man it's like the that's how you know though the things we set up like i'm a big spiritual person i know i feel like god directs my steps and i feel like you know that for me was affirmation and confirmation that i was moving in the right direction when you know i found the space that oh i can have both of my businesses in and you know go ahead and do this then yeah that's Black excellence at its finest. Black excellence. I say black excellence. Thank you. Black excellence. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Just shout out to all the entrepreneurs, especially the women entrepreneurs, <gasps> the girl bosses. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, because it'd be a different kind of challenge, you know, for for women. I ain't trying to knock men. I'm a feminist. Well, my uh, one of my agents calls me a womanist. Hey, but um. <laughs> I ain't trying to knock y'all, but it's a different challenge for women because there are so many different roles that are assigned to the to the female business owner who also then has, you know, family responsibilities. We're trying to set examples and tones for, you know, our children. Not that you guys aren't doing it also, but a lot of times the traditional role of women still exists. The the house, the woman to keep the house to make sure that the kids have, you know, dinner at night and they're doing their homework and they have what they need for school in addition to you kind of running the 
um, running the businesses is a lot. So, yes, shout out to the to the women entrepreneurs out here that try to that do it all. For sure, man. You know we've been connected for a while, and we see the great things you're doing. Like first day. First day we found y'all on like Instagram. I we know, ended up, we ended so up interviewing crazy. y'all the next day, and then next day after that, I feel like that was at our um opening in Houston. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was. So it was alignment right there. I was like, damn, I really need to be taking an exam and stuff like that, but I'm gonna pull up anyway. I'm gonna pull up. You came to show up. support. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's only right. We pull up on you again. No, no, in Atlanta. Oh, we could have went to Girl Boss Suites. Next time, we got to go to Girl Boss Suites. Yeah, definitely. We need to get a little tour. Yeah. Yeah, for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I was I was in the plaza with, with your nine rounds in your Allstate, but, you know, the time I pulled up, it was a different occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it I actually, felt some type you, of way, Shana. You didn't invite me into the businesses to show me around. Well, it was an evening event. We were doing some girl boss suites where we had we tap into the guys in business and try to help encourage men to form relationships and stuff. So we having a event called Reclaim the Throne there, and it was an evening event. So the businesses were technically closed, <laughs> but next time I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I started to pull up in there one time. Last time I was here, I was here like the end of February. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna pull up in there like just, surprise. I'm here. Hey, y'all. I'm, I don't know if you was in there, but I'm. I am generally there. I've been trying. The one of the things I've been working on most recently. Now that we're into the third year, coming up on the third full year, is scaling businesses, which is really important. So, like trying to get to the next level because a lot of times what happens is you get stuck as. You're the owner. You're the operator. It doesn't really flow well when you're not there. And so now you're almost like a slave to your business. And you can have a very – so now you're working really hard to make it successful and great. I've learned how to get sales. I've learned how to create revenue. I'm getting profits. But I'm still 60, 70, 80 hours in my business every week. And you have no time freedom. And so now I'm scaling my businesses to be able to work without me, right? Like, so, you know, if I'm thinking about it, it's it's like McDonald's or, you know, Walmart. You don't see the owners of the original owners of Walmart in Walmart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in order for them to get to the place where it was the next Walmart and the next Walmart and the next Walmart, they had to take themselves out of the weeds and be strategic, like have strategic oversight and vision and be able to direct the steps. So now I'm scaling the businesses. I'm excited about that part. It's hard. It's like growing pains. It's like an infant now that we learn how to walk type thing. Now mm-hmm. it's a toddler. So you're scaling the uh, nine round two? I'm scaling everything. How did what made you decide to get into nine round fitness? Um, you know what? I like the idea of um nine I like okay, so I actually lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for two years for work. And I went there because I was getting a promotion on my job and they were like, Oh, we want you to come move to Charlotte and I was like, Okay, I'm there, right? It was you know, to me it was a huge promotion. Mm-hmm. And so when I was there, though, the promotion, I worked so much and my hours were so crazy, I couldn't work out. I was getting, like, fat. I was, like, nice and fluffy, you know. Fluffy. I was so fluffy. You know, not that I don't like fluffy. Fluffy can be right good. It, it was all over the place. Oh, so man. I don't know. But <laughs> it was the fact that, you know, that doesn't end up being healthy at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, there was this gym, nine round where because now is actually a franchise so yeah, there's a gym. I, I, um, after we interviewed you and you we talked him? about now I, I saw one in mm-hmm. my hometown i was like, mm-hmm. well, I was like there we go <laughs> so it's not a huge but it's you know it's getting there and um but that gym the concept of the gym is i come whenever i want and the trainers there to train me workout changes every day so it's not like i'm doing the same thing and my body doesn't get used to it and plateau and so you burn Five, six hundred calories in like 30 minutes. And so, Damn. you know, for me, I mean, think about it. For 30 minutes, usually people come home for 30 minutes. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, I sit on the toilet 30 minutes and scroll through Instagram. 
and I could have technically had a whole workout. <laughs> That's real. You, you, see, we bold busters and blunt. That was blunt. She was being yeah, real blunt. Was real. I'm just saying. I don't know about y'all. I need somebody to be able to confirm that for me one day that they do the same thing. I know I'm not the only person that comes sit on the toilet for 30 minutes. But my point was, I, you know, it was hard for me to find time to make an appointment with a trainer. I would miss my, my appointments. And that nine round concept is I come whenever I want a new workout start literally every three minutes the way it is designed. And I get a brand new workout every single day. And I was in like on that. I could I could hit that and then get to the house 30 minutes later. Mm. So I thought that it was dope and I wanted to bring it home with me. I'm going to take it wherever I go. Do you feel like those are some of the benefits of owning Nine Round Fitness? Yes. Mm -hmm. I love, I mean, the workout is amazing. I need everybody to come by and visit Nine Round on Boulevard in Atlanta. But, like, sometimes you're driven by the desire to want to have it near you, right? Like, I have a friend. He was telling me the other day how much he loved American Daily. Actually, ever since I met him, all he do is love to eat chicken wings. He from American Daily and now he's like I'm just gonna own my own American Daily run it do it right mm -hmm. because you love it so much more you feel like you just want to have chicken wings around you all the time I feel like that's a opportunity for you to be able to actually tap into your dreams and your goals which you know must be in some way in alignment for you yeah so that one was more of like I just want to bring this here I mean at the end of the day it's all for profit businesses, so I'm not gonna sit around and like, oh, it's just a passion type thing. They're all profitable, you know, all profitable businesses because that's a business that you could set up, and it doesn't really cost me anything to run it daily, except for to pay the trainers, um, and obviously my rent and utilities, right? So actually, that's a really low overhead. Like, think about if you open a, um, a restaurant. You got a lot of overhead. You got food costs. You know, you buy alcohol, drinks every day, whatever it is you buy. You got to buy a lot of stuff to make it run. But for me, you know, that was real low cost. That was a real low cost business. So, you know, I was able to have a low cost business entity that gives me re reoccurring revenue because people sign memberships. And so from a profitability perspective, that's important. Like, don't just open. You can't just be opening random stuff and not understand how you're going to make money. Like, Thanks. you need to be able to make money. So, you know, that was a big part of evaluating whether I wanted it to. But then I just love the concept. So did the nine rounds come first or did the insurance come first? So the idea of... Nine round probably was there first. And then um, I was like, well, we got that extra space on the side. What I always wanted to do insurance, I always looked at it. And I was like, Shh, let's just do it. So I went ahead and did both of them. They both have the exact same anniversary day, October 1st, 2018. Wow. Yep. So I celebrate them together. They're twins. Twin businesses. Twin businesses. I have twins. Y'all excited about that? Yes. Twin businesses. Yes, they're twins. Hmm. Will we expecting triplets? I don't know. You know what? I would like to go into. Um, I'm trying to debate about this. I don't. It takes a lot to open a business. And since I done started getting to the space where I'm kind of scaling and trying to recapture my time, but still keep profitability, I don't know that I really want to open another business. I think I would like to do some things like um, comment. Like I could be a commentator on small businesses. Like, can y'all put me? Y'all know, know people on CNN? Do I know people? Yeah, you know. Hey, you gotta not, ask. Not yet. We in Atlanta though, so okay. you never know what can so happen. So if if anybody listening is CNN, Fox News, or the like, and would like me to be a commentator on entrepreneurship, small business, or anything like that. I think that would be dope. Hey, we can bring you back frequently on entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just kind of, you know, talk through, like, challenges, maybe do research on the current environment. Like, I would like to do that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I know you can. I know you make great things happen. People going to tune in. People going to tap in. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that I want to necessarily, you know, three businesses is a lot. 
Um, I've historically been a real estate investor as well. I haven't done a lot of new investments in the last couple of years. But, you know, thinking about maybe doing some extra stuff on the way of that, maybe getting to, like, commercial real estate. Um, But, you know, other than that, I kind of want to keep it chill for a minute. And then... Maybe I'll go back in gung ho, but it does take a lot to open a brand, you know, a brand new business. It's a lot. So where you see yourself in five years, and Girl Boss Suites and the Marshall Agency and Nine Round and Shayna Marshall on the beach. On the beach. On the beach, chilling. Beach? Y'all like you want to? I want to interview, and I'm like, okay, you zoom me in from the beach. Is it okay? Is bathing suit's proper attire? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, that's what naked. That's what I have on. That's the what I'm nude saying. beach, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay, wait. Let me tell y'all this story. One time, me and my sister went on a cruise. Dang, I have to call her and ask her what was the name of that beach. It was my first and last nude beach. First and last. Were, were you nude? No, because we stumbled on the we stumbled upon the beach by mistake. And the first thing I saw was a big fat man. I mean, he was so. Nice and fluffy, and he. How you like that? He would well because because it was just alarming that there was just a nakedness there with a hat, and he had on a hat. It's a, like a fedora, <laughs> and I was like, "Where in the hell are we? We got off the boat, walked down the street onto. Well, how are we gonna go to the beach to lay out on the beach? And here, the first thing I saw was a big. I mean, he was nice and fat. Get in there, nice and deep, like. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was so welcoming and nice, and I was like, "Hmm, why are you naked?" And he was like, "This is a naked beach. If you come out here, y'all can't wear them bathing suits." And I was like, "Okay, hmm, let's Time turn around." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is yes, I don't, I don't. I mean, I personally see myself like. For me, retirement is important, right? A lot of people see themselves and they're like, I want to open a business. I want to get into business. And when you get into it, it's so much work, but you're just running it. And like I say, you end up being a slave to the business. I don't want that. I want my business to last. I want longevity in it. Um, I've been trying to teach, you know, learn more and teach others about like generational wealth, being able to make sure those businesses last into my kid for my kids and my kids' kids and my kids' kids' kids, right? Like... I wanted to push through all the way down and, um, you know, like I said, evaluating with how you can create that sales and revenue stream and then being able to plan for it to go forward is important. So it's not about me stacking up on businesses. It's about me creating multi-million dollar and billion dollar entities that can last through so everybody can benefit. I mean, because why? Why do we why do we work so hard? We even if so, think about it. If I if I create a business and I'm working really really hard, it's the same as me having a job and working really really hard. If when I die, the business dies, what was the purpose? What yeah, was I all that you. hard work for? But the truth of the matter is, a business as an entity is something that could easily be passed down and created. But we don't we don't scale it. We don't create we don't create the plan for it to live beyond us. So that's what I want to kind of help people do. That's what when I'm talking about like commentary and things like that, like maybe going into the, you know, helping people get educated on how do I take it? And I've created this amazing lash, you know, brand. I've created this amazing candle business. Now, how can it live past me? Words from a wise, wise individual right here. (laughs) You ready for that question of the day? Question of today is I got the question of the day. You got the question of the day? Yes. I'm trying to figure out why y'all in Atlanta because I haven't seen y'all here. Y'all live here and you know y'all talking about going on a tour. Like what is this? Tell me what y'all got going on. That's my question of the day. What's what's what is next or what is this plan for fourteen oh nine? Oh man, so this is the first fourteen oh nine episode, like in person like this, with a videographer shot to Haley Hills over there, you know yes. what I'm saying? Hell shot it. Shout out to Hell shot it. I'm, I'm behind the camera. Yeah, she's behind the <laughs> camera, but she, she hell over there. Soak up all the gems. This is all true facts. Yeah. Shout out to 
Yeah, so you the first person we did this with. Like, I know, it's yeah. dope. You the first. Y'all, you and Tierra were the first person we did live episode with. That's crazy. It's going to be a lot of firsts. And, you know. With us. Mm-hmm. Please, thank you. Yeah, with y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so we had to pull up on you. Can I ask a question? Yes. I have a question. What you got? Yeah. How is it, like, what is it like being, like, you know, having, having two of, like, pretty much the same business in two locations? So how you guys have... How is that, like, travel-wise for you? Oh, God. So, Tierra spends most of her time in Houston for Girlboss Suites. So, Girlboss <laughs> Suites, girlbosssuites.com, Girlboss Suites on IG. is located in Atlanta, in the Buckhead area, as well as Houston. And so, what happens is, is right now, Tierra spends a lot of her time managing the Houston location. I spend a lot of time managing my the Atlanta location. What our plan is, is to scale that and create, like, ambassadors and literally try to put girl boss suites everywhere right so the the benefit of that is i'm a lady in business i'm a part of girl boss suites what does that that means that i get resources i get a community like of women that let's say you're a member of girl boss suites i need a girl boss suites member i need a videographer i need somebody that you know can give me some content and i need to you know do 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 we got one in our in our mark in our um, right in our girl boss suites memberships and not only that if y'all wanted to go out from Atlanta and go to Houston and shoot content boom it's an area it's a, a girl boss suites in Houston so now y'all can meet up set up do whatever y'all want shoot content in the space go to the areas around the space if you want and then let's say we're in Charlotte or we're in Detroit or we're like the, so the whole goal is it's to as a community be able to grow to multi-city businesses instead of just being in my one city now I have the opportunity to be able to go out to Houston and do business there so like when I go out there I can do business from the Houston space I can you know we go to Detroit we'll go be able to do it from Detroit space we go to Charlotte so we're planning to do like multiple cities so that now as a female in business i got communities everywhere you know what i do for people sales and revenue like that's crazy and we're sharing in what we do is we kind of like treat it like a co-op where we're sharing in the cost of the space because people pay membership fees but they're anywhere from 19 dollars so depending on how much they use the space to $250 but because you're a member everybody's paying for space so now if i go to a different city I got somewhere to go. I got somewhere to do business. I got somewhere to meet with clients. Like it is just the dopest concept so in like life. Franchising, you know, it is. It is. But I it, love it. And it's not like so. If I wanted to grow, now I got to figure out how am I gonna pay two thousand dollars in rent in Atlanta and two thousand dollars in rent in Detroit and two thousand dollars in rent. In, no, you got. You're a part of a membership of a space like a a of club of female women in business and you could just go wherever we have our space so i love it girl boss sweets is the bomb yeah girl boss sweets in houston that's a dope little dope setup right there. i can't believe y'all we didn't get to go to atlanta why didn't we think of that let's go in the morning we could go tomorrow actually i have to be there at 9 30 a.m y'all gonna meet me i can do that i just gotta charge my car and i'll be there <laughs> 9 30 a.m we got a um lady in business that is hosting a class I and i have to be there to it. open up and make sure that she has everything she needs for her class for today we can go there and down see how things look and then i can go turn this rental in and we go to yes yeah. i'm excited i'm excited to meet you there Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you was able to make this right here happen. I'm glad we was able to make this happen right here for you. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all. Love you too. <laughs> love is such love a you. strong word. Hey. Love, 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 love. But I love. I love you too, Miss Shana. <laughs> CEO. Yes, follow me, Shana. CEO. Instagram. Yeah, plug in everything. Yeah, I mean it's it's dope. You know, it's it's a lot going on, but honestly, like I'm just here to to help like for me it's just helping people grow help people grow even though you feel like insurance is a scam we're not going to revisit that but helping people grow financially helping people grow health wise helping people grow in business like that's just kind of my thing oh really i don't feel like insurance is a scam i just feel like people got to really real read the fine print on what they get when they get insurance listen like, y'all gotta have it so you might as well get it with me okay the marshall agency on instagram thank you <laughs> the marshall agency you know what i'm saying 
Switch from USA to AA to Allstate. Yes. We're going we gonna, to we gonna talk. We're going to talk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, recently I set up my um, oldest daughter with the insurance. Um, she got her license and she's opening her insurance agency. Why? Because she's going to recruit people to get insurance. Month over month, she's going to start to have people that continue to be with her. She's going to earn renewal commission every single month. Renewals is equal to residuals. Now, people mm-hmm. chase residual commission. Mm-hmm. She's going to chase residual commission. Do she want to be an insurance agent? No, she wants to be a dentist. But you know what's going to happen by the time she finishes college and goes to open her own practice? She's going to have earned enough money to have to open her business. That's dope, man. Like So... You say your daughter's about to be an agent, mm-hmm. but you like twenty something though. You look twenty something. I wish. What's going on? Like don't crack. You just had twenty eighth well, birthday. You know or something? what? So anybody out there, you eighteen is the age that you can get an insurance license. Eighteen is the age you can start a business. Uh, well, actually, legally on your own. You can your parents can do it for you when you're younger. Mm-hmm. So if we have anybody that's listening that's younger that wants to be a business owner, there are definitely ways to do it. And even if you don't know if that's what you want to do for the rest of your life, you can start something that you could be able to utilize to fund the rest of your life. So Yes. You gotta be passionate about it. You do. So listen to what she's saying. It's Thank you. We don't use it. People use use insurance to create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Like that's the very that's... first tool of generational wealth. If I got a million dollar policy, you could get a million dollar policy on a on a, a newborn. Um, and you're paying thirty, forty dollars, thirty dollars a month for a million dollar policy. So, and you could use that that policy to fund their education. You could use that policy to buy their first home. You could use that policy to do so many things that helps the benefit of the whole family. Like we don't use it like the other cultures use it. We need to be able to be smart and learn about that. Yeah, you know, really. All right, so we. Gonna- so it's not a scam. I got you. I got you. It's uh, a way to insurance uh, create is not a wealth for the state. Period. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's go ahead and bring it to a close. Like, go ahead and plug in anything you 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 may not have plugged in yet, or you want to plug in again. So, if y'all in the Atlanta area, please come by and see us. Y'all can definitely pop pop in. Um, we are right off of Boulevard, Allstate, the Marshall Agency is on Boulevard as well as Nine Round. Um, we're in the Grant Park area. Find me on Instagram, Shana.ceo, um, and call me, DM me, or whatnot. Um, like I said, I'm here to help people. So if you got questions about business, going into business, mm-hmm. um, creating generational wealth, insurance, health, whatever, let me know. I'm here. Yeah, y'all professionally slide in the DMs if you got any questions or anything. Professionally like. slide in, please. Thank you. Yeah, don't just be DM sliding. <laughs> I know you might want to, but do it professionally. I know because when they see them toes, they might just slide. I in cannot any kind of way. You know where you can find us. We on always press record TV. Nobody grinds like us. Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. What else? Pandora. All that. Follow us on Instagram, fourteen oh nine podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, fourteen oh nine podcast. Twitter, 1409 Podcast, Facebook. That's about it. Follow follow me on Instagram, 843Ambassador. I'm also an ambassador for Express Clothing, so make sure y'all shopping with Express. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. It's your boy, Gualamese Swirl. Put his sexy voice on. <laughs> Put my sexy voice on. Put the sexy voice on. Yeah, it's your boy, Gualamese Swirl. Make sure y'all tap into the music on all the screaming platforms. <laughs> At Gualamese World. Make sure y'all follow me on IG at Gualamese World. <laughs> That's good enough for you, Michelle. Yes, love it. Put yours on, put yours on. I don't have one. What am I supposed to say? How does this work? Uh, See, y'all go deep. What am I, what am I supposed to go? Don't worry about it. Oh, you know what? Next time, next time I see y'all, I'm going to have a sexy voice. We can teach you off here. Okay, I got it. <laughs> All right. It's the 1409 Podcast. And we out. Peace.